Hello, I'm Hilary Walker, Pastor Derek's wife, and um, it's lovely to be with you again. And I wanted to share the second part of a message that was really burning on my heart, which is freedom through forgiveness. And I've, I've kind of learnt the hard way um, because I was so unforgiving. That's why it was hard. Um, recap from last time, actually, we were looking at uh, Matthew chapter 18, um, that's uh, verse 21. There's the parable of the unforgiving servant. As remember that um, this guy had um, actually pinched, squandered um, 10,000 talents from his owner, his, his boss, uh, and um, the, the, the proper punishment would be that he would be sold his wife, his children, and everything that he had, and then probably thrown into the, the debtor's prison, which is a terrible, terrible place, as, as we discovered last time. Um, now, we thought, wouldn't we, that this guy would go out and, well, first of all, he wouldn't even bother with a fellow servant owing him only a hundred denarii. It's a bit like the guy's been forgiven 10 billion pounds um, and his fellow servant owes him, you know, 100 pounds. Uh, but no, I mean, he, he had this burning. He, got, he wanted to get his money's worth, uh, totally forgetting the mercy and kindness of the king, because after all, it was the king that suffered. The king actually had a loss of, let's say, you know, 10 billion pounds. But um, I want to go, us to go to Matthew chapter 22 and reading verse 36 to 38. And his disciples said to him, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. So how come that so many Christians do not love the Lord with all their heart, all their soul, and all their mind? Um, I just want to pray now and ask the Lord to open our eyes as we go through the scriptures. Beloved Heavenly Father, in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, to open our hearts, open our eyes to see how much you have forgiven us and that how holding grudges is, is putting ourselves in prison and separating us from you and you want to be close to us. So, Father, thank you for illuminating us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, why don't Christians love God with all their heart, all their soul, all their mind, and all their strength? I think a lot of the reason is that um, they don't think their sins are, are, are particularly important. And actually, um, sin has almost become a dirty word in um, society these days. And things that would be frowned on 20 years ago, 40 years ago, and totally frowned upon and forbidden, you know, a hundred years ago, um, is considered absolutely okay. It's not sin. It's just, you know, being with it. And so the reason is that um, we can be mean-hearted with one another is that we don't really, really appreciate the love that Jesus poured out for us 
on that cross of Calvary, what it cost him, it cost him absolutely everything. Because if we don't really appreciate what the Lord has done, then I suppose we will be stingy with one another. Uh, I wanted to turn to another story which I really love, which is in Luke chapter 7, verse uh, 36 to 47, um, and it's headed, um, A Sinful Woman Forgiven. Then one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And verse 37, And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. And she stood at his feet behind him weeping, and she began to wash his feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head, and she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now, first of all, the Pharisee has um, invited Jesus, and we'll see as we go through the story. He was really rather rude to Jesus and the things that he didn't do that he was supposed to do for an honored guest. So here we come to verse 39. Now, when the Pharisee had invited him, um, and actually treated Jesus as not very important, uh, saw this, he spoke to himself, inside himself, he was saying, this man, this man, you know, Jesus, if, if he were a prophet, he would know who and what manner of woman this is, who's touching him, for she is a sinner. And um, I've actually seen some of them when in Israel, when we went to one part of um, Jerusalem, that actually they will actually draw their clothes away, certainly if a woman's um, passing. And I do remember on one flight we were, uh, we were going to Israel and I could hardly believe my eyes because we were in, in, one, uh, in an aisle and then there, there was like three here and four across and then three or whatever. And there was a young lady sitting on the edge and then there was um, a very religious Jew, God bless him, and uh, he, he called the uh, stewardess um, and demanded that the woman next to him be removed because it was not right for him to sit next to a woman. And I thought, could they not have moved him? And so this poor girl was removed from where she was sitting, which was rather a nice seat, and we never saw her again. I don't know where they put her. I think she deserved to go in first class, but I don't think they did. Um, so I think that gives you an idea. If it's like it now, I think it was even more so in those days. So, I mean, he was so offended that, first of all, this woman had come into his house, I think. Um, and the second thing is that she's, she's weeping and touching Jesus. And so Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Jesus does it so gently, so kindly. So he said, teacher, say it. Um, Jesus said there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed him a hundred denarii and another owed him 50 denarii. And when they had nothing to pay with which to pay, um, he freely forgave them both. And Jesus said, tell me therefore which of them will love him more. So Simon uh, the Pharisee said, I suppose, I think he, he was a bit, uh, you've got me. I suppose the one whom he forgave 
more. Jesus said, you have rightly judged. And then Jesus turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, Simon, her sins, which are many, are forgiven because she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little, saying, yeah, Simon, you don't love much. And so, as we see in this picture, this woman comes in, I think she's brave, and she's a woman of the world, um, and, you know, I feel really strongly for some of these um, ladies of the street. A lot of them have been deceived by men, um, and owned by men, and are forced into prostitution, and every penny that they earn in this appalling way is handed over to their owner. This is happening here in England and Europe and everywhere else. And so this dear woman is considered as absolute rubbish. As some prostitutes are considered rubbish, they're not. God loves them. God loves them. And my darling, if, if you've ever been in that situation, you are beautiful and God loves you and he has a plan for your life. Um, the Pharisee says in his heart, if this man was a prophet, he'd know who and what manner of woman who's actually touching him because she is a sinner. I don't know what he thought he was, but he obviously he didn't think he was a sinner. And do you know, sometimes we Christians can think, you know, well, you know, there's the sin out there in the world, but I'm not really a sinner. But actually we do sin. We do sin terribly. And Jesus tells him a parable. As, as we said, Simon, I have something to say. And really, it's a bit like one man owed £5,000 and the other £5, and neither of them could pay. So, as, as Jesus said, they were totally forgiven, both of them. Which of you will love him the most? And Simon said, you know, absolutely right. Now, I knew someone, this was early in my, my Christian life. She was a lady who was older than me and probably been... Well, she'd certainly been a churchgoer longer than me and probably um, maybe born again longer than me. And I remember we were saying the Lord's Prayer, which is forgive us our sins, you know, as we've forgiven others. And she said, but I haven't been, I haven't got any sins to be forgiven. I haven't been forgiven anything, really. You know, I'm, I'm good. And I was so so amazed actually fortunately I was or unfortunately I was speechless but this darling lady it didn't go well with her she was so poorly and you know if we don't recognize our sin and ask God to forgive us it actually is a barrier between a personal vital wonderful living relationship with the Lord yes he's paid the price but we need to receive that gift of forgiveness. And if we think we haven't sin, sinned, how can we 
possibly receive the gift because we think we're okay. Whilst we think we're okay, which is very dangerous, we can't receive the love of the Lord that he's pouring out upon us. He longs for us to come to him. And so I love the way Jesus turned this on the, um, the Pharisee because he was looking down his nose at this woman and Jesus points out at least three things that he failed to do and should have done to an honored guest. Jesus says, you know, she's in this house, your house, um, you gave me no water for my feet, which is very rude because Jesus, you know, had, you get really dirty walking on these sort of roads in sandals. But she is washing my feet with her tears and drying them with her hair. You gave me no kiss of, of greeting, which was, was absolutely kosher. It was a thing to do. Um, but she has not ceased you wouldn't kiss my cheek, but she hasn't ceased to kiss my feet, which is considered the lowliest, the dirtiest part of the body. She has not ceased to kiss my feet. You didn't anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Now she had an alabaster flask, I can't pronounce it, sorry, alabaster flask, and that's an expensive stone, so it would have been pretty expensive perfume in it. I can't imagine how much it was. It probably was her life savings that she poured out on Jesus' feet. And he said, I say to, her, to you, her sins, yes, they are many. I'm, I'm not stupid. I know. But they are forgiven because she loved much. To whom little is forgiven, the same loves little, which is like you, Simon. Now, the reason that a lot of us, we Christians, don't deeply appreciate the forgiveness of Jesus is because we don't know how much we've been forgiven. As I was saying, that um, my friend's mum had no comprehension that she'd been done anything wrong ever in her life. And Jesus said, he who is forgiven much loves much now he's not saying go out and sin and then repent and then you you know you're going to love your neighbor he's actually saying you need to know what a big sinner you are hey you know there's a song hey big spender well it's hey big sinner to know what a big sinner you are and if you or i were the only one in the world he would have gone to the cross just for you just for me that's love that is such love. Yes, he died for the sins of the whole world, but actually he died for your sins. Please make it personal. Jesus would go through everything that he did, which um, if you look at the, the passion, film of the Passion, um, which showed the, the scourging in, in great detail, but actually, it really didn't show it as awful as it really, really was. Your flesh, your, your, your muscles would be ripped to pieces. Blood would be pouring out everywhere. Uh, and, and some people didn't survive it. And, you know, we, we went through that um, the last time we were together. So if we just understood the magnitude of those 10,000 talents... Um, that uh, we owe the Lord. 
and try not to extract um, the you know the five pounds that another person owes us. Um, and what's the solution? What is Jesus's medicine actually for unforgiveness? Because unforgiveness is actually against us. If you hold a grudge, actually it begins to hold you and smother you and squeeze the life out of you. I've been there. I know it. Jesus told us to pray for those who despitefully use you, who hate you, who say all manner of evil against you. This is a command. And he tells us to love them. When Jesus was being nailed to the cross, he was saying, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they are doing. And so freedom through forgiveness is so, so important because love doesn't keep a record of wrongs done to it. And so many of us actually have a huge record book of wrongs. Um, and I was saying actually before we came on air that um, actually before I was a Christian and, and really sometime after, I used to keep a record book and if anybody owed me any money, it was down in that record book. Well, actually, I seem to have a photographic memory for that. I knew exactly who owed me what and when. And I couldn't rest till I got my money back, actually. Um, and I do remember as a child when my brother borrowed, um, well, it, it, I didn't volunteer lending it to him, but he borrowed the money out of my money box. And there's quite a distance in, in our, our ages. And um, he needed to take our cousin out, um, I, I think, for afternoon tea or something. Of course, he had no money and mum and dad weren't there, just the babysitter with, with me and him. And so anyway, he, he, he robbed my money box and uh, I was last seen screaming and crying and having a fit because he'd robbed me of pennies. And unfortunately, I seemed to take that into adulthood as well. But Jesus says that love keeps no record of wrong done to it. And I really had to, to learn through scripture to forgive people because I was actually in a prison of my own making, actually. Um, for me, actually, I had to work with um, a gentleman who I was his boss. And so he was really irked that a woman was his boss and he considered himself far superior, far, t far more talented than moi. Maybe he was right. I don't know, but I was supposed to be boss. And he did everything to put me down in front of the other staff. He would criticize me in front of the other staff. Um, he would talk about me behind my back so that one of them were, became really, really, really rude to me. And I, I was supposed to be telling her what to do. Um, and so the upshot was one day, um, he, he gave me a list of, of things that needed to be purchased. And as I had the money, I, I was the one that would purchase it. And anyway, um, I, I brought the stuff to him. And then the next day he said, hey, you didn't bring thus and thus um, on, that was written on my list, but actually I'd kept the list 
And I showed it to him and I said, you haven't got it down here. He snatched it from me and threw it up in the air. So what? And so this guy haunted me. I found that I, I and I'm a Christian. Um, what made me realize that something was really, really wrong in my life is I could hardly sleep. I would have dreams about this guy. I would have nightmares. And I think the Lord helped me to come to my senses when I was, was cooking supper for us and I needed oil in a frying pan and I found myself putting a fairy liquid in it, soap. And I thought, what on earth has happened to me? And I remember, you know, just putting my head on the wall and I said, oh, Father God, what's the matter with me? I'm losing my mind. I was tormented day and night day and night um, and the Lord said to me you haven't forgiven him have you uh, and I, <laughs> but actually I thought about it that night and the next day we used to go out and we used to have um, there was a place called Littlewoods it's a long 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 time ago um, and we could actually would you believe get a full English breakfast for two pounds each and so this was our, our weekly treat on our day off Pastor Derek and I and I was sharing with Pastor Derek and he was talking to me about how I had a hard heart um, and how it was eating at me um, and that I needed to let go and forgive this guy otherwise I would stay in that prison of the hard heart um, and I said, please pray for me. And you know, I didn't care. We had people all around us. And you know, I was so desperate. I thought, I'm going to pray this prayer out loud and I don't care what anybody thinks about it. And the Lord showed me that my heart was like a garden and there was actually potential beautiful flowers, but there was this humongous weed thing that was in it and, and was really you know, powerful thing, and it was blocking the light, and it was killing all the other vegetation around it. Um, and it was like a mountain. Jesus said, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, it's going to obey you. And Jesus said, you have to speak it. It's a mountain of unforgiveness. So he led me in a prayer, and I said loudly, and, you know, Father, please forgive me. I am guilty of being unforgiving um, and not appreciating how much you've done for me and I, de I decide to forgive this man and I utterly and I named the guy I forgive you of all the sins and I didn't minimize it because he had been really awful of the awfulness the way you've treated me but I forgive you because God has forgiven me so much more and I turn to you root of bitterness I command you to be uprooted out of my life and cast into the sea of forgetfulness. And do you know something went whew, and I saw a picture and it had gone and all these other flowers were beginning to grow. You see, a root of bitterness can actually kill you. I was on my way down fast and so I was so grateful for that. But, you know, I still have to be careful that when someone sins against me is not to make an excuse. Well, you know, um, I, I didn't deserve it, so why should I? Well, actually, unless I'm wanting to commit, you know, spiritual suicide, 
I need, I need to forgive almost more than that person needs my forgiveness. And we mustn't bind people. We must loose them and let them go and pray for them. And if you find things are on your mind nearly all the time, as I was, it was like <laughs> I saw this guy everywhere, as it were, in my mind. Um, oh, by the way, don't let people live in your mind rent-free. It's not a good idea. So um, you, if, if you've got things eating at you or somebody on your mind and you're finding it terribly difficult, you probably, it's that root of bitterness um, and it's, it's a power in your life which we can get rid of as we pray. So let's pray together. Father, please forgive me from all my sins. Forgive me for being unforgiving. And now, Lord, I forgive that person. You name what they've done. And they have sinned against me. But, Lord, because you've forgiven me so much, and because I love you, Lord, and I want to be close to you, I forgive that person. I forgive in Jesus' name. And, Father, you have told me to bless those who persecute us, to be good to them, to bless instead of curse, to pray instead of holding unforgiveness. So, Father, we loose that person and we pray your blessing upon them and that you would open their eyes to your goodness, Father, and that you would bless them and bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Lord, Thank you so much uh, for all that you do. And I just wanted to do an illustration. So how do you catch a monkey? And some of them are naughty little things. They'll steal anything off you. And they've even been known to barter for food. But there you go. So we have, sorry, a banana, which I understand they really like. And what amazes me, they eat skin and all, some of them. Anyway, so here we've got this luscious banana in here. The monkey comes along and he cuts holes of it. But he can't get his hand out of it. Now the hunter is standing not far away to the monkey. Gotcha. So if we hold on to resentment, anger and bitterness... Actually, it's not really damaging the other person too much, but it's poisoning us. And actually, it affects our immune system and it can make us ill. It can make us really open to all sorts of things. So I thank you for being with me. And we need to remember, we don't need to hold on to unforgiveness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for watching. Join with us at Oxford Bible Church every Sunday at 11am Greenwich Mean Time for our live stream service. Or join us at Cheney School, Headington, Oxford, ox 37 qh You can watch more of our teachings on our Roku channel and Derek Walker's YouTube channel. All Derek Walker's books are available in printed and Kindle versions in all Amazons worldwide or online with other great products where you can also support our programmes at www.oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk or by calling 01865 515 086.